Welcome back to Narrative Notes. I'm your host, Jane Wong. I'm here to talk with you about the wonderful connection between music and personal narratives. Last week, I introduced the memoir, Musically Speaking, A Life Through Song, by Dr. Ruth K. Westheimer. I gave a general overview about Westheimer's life and answered questions about how our cultural upbringing can shape our lives. This week, we're going to dive deeper into literary analysis. Join me as I talk about the role of music and memory, important values in the Jewish community, migration, and moving forward in life. Before we get started today, I'm going to play our first song. The song is called Shalom Alehem, meaning Peace be to you, O ministering angels, messengers of the Most High, the Supreme King of Kings. Welcome back. This song reflects one of Westheimer's strongest memories because it ties in memories of her family, memories of growing up in Germany, and her life there as a Jewish German person. And her grasp on this idealistic life that she lived early on will continue to draw her back to Judaism as she grows older and makes life decisions. This song is one of the most prevalent from Westheimer's memories growing up as an Orthodox Jew in Germany. The song was often sang by the Westheimer family at Friday night Shabbos dinner. Westheimer says that when they sang, they understood that the worries of the week The concerns about making a living and what the future would bring had to be put on hold. Music has the ability to create connections between ourselves and our world in a unique way. It's different from reading and writing in the sense that it's typically presented for the purpose of entertainment. Let's start with our first question of the show. Our first person today is Kayla, a local DC native who asked, Dear Narrative Notes, Why are songs so much easier to remember? Even when I associate something negative with a song, it can still be difficult for me to get it out of my head. Westheimer often used music to cope with and interpret her emotions. While seeking refuge in Switzerland, she sang Jewish songs that reminded her of home while she was working. And she also sang songs of freedom and patriotism as she was expressing gratitude for her new life in Switzerland. The music she listened to often reflected her mood or, in some cases, what she needed to listen to to survive. 
When homesick, she would mourn her unhappy circumstances and often said that when she would listen to sad music, it gave other areas of her life space to be happy. I feel like most of Musically Speaking centers around this quest for belonging and how people who don't have a lot of family ties or hometown ties find things in their lives to center themselves around. While in Switzerland, Westheimer spends a lot of difficult time processing emotions revolving around her nationality. Next up in the queue, we're going to listen to a song that Westheimer really struggled with. Das Lied der Deutschen. you guys couldn't tell, that was indeed the German national anthem. Westheimer says that when she hears the song, it conjures up images. She knows more from photographs and films of Nazis marching through the streets than her own experiences. It should be noted that Westheimer calls herself an orphan of the Holocaust and not quite a survivor of the Holocaust. This is because she wasn't in Germany during the time of the Holocaust and because she was never sent to a concentration camp. She continues to comment on the anthem by saying that sometimes she finds herself humming the tune in her everyday life and her first reaction is to stop herself, right? Because she feels like it's wrong to. But recently... She's had a revelation to continue and that she has a right to recreate this music. Westheimer poses the question, what did Hayden, the original composer of the anthem, know of Nazism? And why should the Nazis take Hayden and the memory of her German family away from her? For context, Hayden first composed the song in 1797. And it didn't even become the German national anthem until 1922, both predating the Holocaust. In the end, Westheimer comes to a mature agreement on her relationship with German music. To directly quote what she says, because I think it's the most powerful representation of who Westheimer is. She says, on one hand, they are meaningful to me because they represent the culture from which I come. And they connect me to some of my earliest memories and formative experiences. On the other hand, they will forever be associated with the people who exterminated my family and destroyed the life I had known. It is a contradiction I will never resolve. But I know that Beethoven, Bach, Schubert, Hayden were not Nazis and that Nazi guilt does not hang upon them. It's simply a fact that music can stir memories when connected to emotions. 
Westheimer's relationship with German music, to me, signifies her strength and resilience to hold on to what she loves, despite having been ripped away from everything she holds dear at a young age. She formed memories of German music in a pure way, and even though that becomes tainted, her genuine appreciation still held true. There's a lot of guilt feelings associated with survivors of traumatic events, but Westheimer is strong in the way that she refuses to feel guilty for appreciating German music and is able to separate the German music away from Nazism. Her connection to the music was undeniable and stronger than the negative enforces that encroached. There's been a new wave recently that's working towards moving away from labeling anti-Semitism as the epitome of Jewish experience. And many historians think that the way to do this is to tell stories by Jewish women. I think that Westheimer and her relationship with music is an embodiment of this practice in reality. Pivoting slightly, we have a question from Tom who asks, Hi, Narrative Notes. I'm trying to learn a new language. Do you have any tips on how to go about this? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Hi, Tom. I actually have the perfect answer to your question and the solution being embodied by our very dear own Dr. Westheimer. When Westheimer migrated to France, she knew zero French and yet was a kindergarten teacher for multiple French students. She sang her students' songs with catchy tunes, rhythms, and memorable words to help both sides learn the language better. Let's listen to one of her favorites, Memne Tudor, also known as Miller, Are You Sleeping? Were you able to hear the repetition of words? This is why music and singing is often used as a learning tactic. The positive, enjoyable lullaby and the easy to remember words and phrases help build a positive connection with a new language or concept. Why did Westheimer take this leap of faith and start working at a French school? Some might think that at that point in her life, she had nothing to lose. But don't forget that her reasoning for migrating to France was that she was following her first husband and, quite frankly, eager to be in a family again. This circles our overall theme of belonging. Westheimer craves to be a part of something bigger than herself. She uses the simple songs to bond with her students and develop and appreciation for her new home, France. Music has the ability to bring people together, and in Westheimer's case, we see it as a way for her to expand her social connections, both with her teaching in France 
and also seen when she would go out dancing with her neighbors in Israel. So Tom, if you're looking to learn a new language, maybe just start with the basics. Start with easy expressions of the language like lullabies and children's books. Surround yourself with the local community and immerse yourself in their culture and way of life. The final question I'm going to answer today is from my dear friend Rachel, who has been struggling a lot after a recent family tragedy. She asked, "How can we try to move on? And what's the balance between respecting or at least not forgetting all that has happened to make us who we are while still not feeling burdened by the demons of our past?" This is something I think about a lot, and I think others do too. Personally, I don't think that we should be in the business of comparing one pain to another, but accepting that tragedy in general is a part of the human experience. When I question my place in the world, I often think of popular poet and female activist Amanda Gorman's TED Talk, which focuses around the theme of whose shoulders do you stand on? Who previously has made you into who you are today? In my case, I stand on the shoulders of my immigrant parents who worked hard to make sure I could live like the rest of my peers. I stand on the shoulders of women before me like Dr. Westheimer and Eve Adams who broke the barrier on taboo discourse about sex and sexuality things normal to womanhood. I stand on the shoulders of other minorities who have pushed the boundaries of society and fought for equity so that I could have the chance to thrive in notable institutions like the University of Maryland. I think that we move on by accepting a part of our tragic story and using that to propel us forward. I use the bravery of my parents, my ancestors, of the people like me, and my own personal power to harness my future. When Westheimer migrated to Israel, the people there hated her given name, Carola Ruth Siegel. Staying on trend, Westheimer was eager to assimilate, so she changed her name. But she didn't give up all of her identity. She changed her name to Ruth Siegel, her middle name, just in case her family were to look for her. She leapt into this new life in Israel, yet didn't abandon where she came from. Westheimer uses Musically Speaking to tell a previously implicit part of her narrative, a shadow story of her experiences growing up and finding her way. She tells us that in order to move on, we have to be able to look deeper. Our hearts won't forget and our minds surely won't either. But there is still hope for a better life after loss. Westheimer herself says, "We sang songs of comfort and optimism as if the very act of singing could set our world aright." There is hope out there. We just have to look deeper for it. So today I'm going to end the show with one of Westheimer's favorite songs that she carried with her throughout her entire life. 
It's called Hab oft im Kreiser der Lieben. And to contextualize the song a little bit, because again, it is in German, I'm going to read a few stanzas. I have also been lonely and troubled in an anxious and gloomy mood. And then I sang once again, and everything was once again good. And some of the things I've experienced, I've stood over in quiet rage. Then I once again started singing, and everything was once again good. You should not continually complain to us then of everything that causes you pain. Just cheerfully, cheerfully sing and everything will once again be good. Thank you all for listening. I hope you'll join us next week for a discussion on Westheimer's most famous career, sexually speaking. Enjoy the last song.